This is the Cattails Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 5, Episode 11. Think Long Term. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cattails Podcast. Can you believe we're nearly at the end of Season 5? It's gone so quickly. I hope hope you've been enjoying it as much as I have. So I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor. They are the Masterclass Sessions. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on the next Masterclass Session. They're world-class people, really good at what they do in business and in life, and they give masterclasses on it. So if you'd like to book yourself on one of those, just click on the link in the show notes. Equally, if you'd like to win a whole year subscription to the Masterclasses, so we've got 24 episode recordings as well as this year's live events, completely free. Just send me an email to michael at catholos.co.uk or comment on social media, just something you've enjoyed about these podcasts and that could be you and you could win um, a whole year subscription and we'll be announcing the winner in the next episode, so it could be you. And equally, while you're in the show notes, if you'd like to buy a copy of my new book, it's called Loving Leadership, you can click on that there and you can buy that. So in the last few episodes, we've been looking at my new book, Loving Leadership, and talking about each chapter in a way that is complimentary and doesn't spoil any of the goodies in the book, but tries to expand on each area of what does it mean to be a loving leader? What's that all about? My framework for leadership, what's that actually mean? Well, chapter five is all about thinking long term. So I'm going to make the case why I believe we should all make the effort to think long term. I'm going to give you some benefits that I have found and clients and people that I know have found from thinking long term. And I'm going to give you two book recommendations to help you with it. And then six ways that you can practice to think long term. Sound good? Let's give it a go. Why should you make the effort to think long term? By long term, I mean beyond this week, this month, this year, even this decade. The simple answer is that things take time. Relationships take time. Products and services take time to build. Weather takes time to change. People require time to grow up. And we all make mistakes and we all require patience and grace. We all need to be treated, you know, like, I'm going to make mistakes, that's okay, it's all right. Because if we don't, then we can expect things straight away, right now, always right, all the time. And that's stifling for anybody. I don't know anybody who can get it right all the time, straight away. And this kind of short-term thinking, what I call short-termism, is a real massive issue for us living on the planet right now. Because we've kind of got this this world where certain things, certain things, we can get straight away. Broadband internet can find answers in seconds. Amazon, we can click on something and we can have it the next day, if not that day. But people aren't like that. And happiness isn't like that. Success isn't like that. You cannot go to a supermarket and just buy success. You cannot buy a body. It doesn't happen. And so we've got this weird thing where people are living longer and yet we are. We can be more impatient. We want things straight away. And there's an awful sense of entitlement that can come with that if we're not careful. We can fall into, well, I want it. So I want it right now. Why haven't I got it right now? And that kind of short-termism thinking and that kind of entitlement can be very dangerous, especially if we're in a leadership position. We expect people to be a certain way straight away just because we want them that way. It's not going to happen. So let's think longer term. We can do better than that. What are some of the benefits of thinking long term? Why should you bother? Because it can be hard, can't it? Well, the first one is that you can stay dedicated to something. If you know that you're in something for the long term, it stops you from quitting. It stops you from kind of 
tapping out, it makes you think, no, I'm just dedicated to this. I'm doing this for long term. When I set up my business, Cataholos, that's what I thought. I thought, right, I'm in this for long term. And I set up my life and went, right, the first third of my life was me educating myself. The second third is going to be me in business. And the third third, third third, <laughs> it's going to be me uh, working in charity and giving all my money away. And that's what I'm aiming for. And that has allowed me to stay dedicated to something and not quit. If you're a parent, it's the same thing. Once your child's born, you're in it for the long term. And so that kind of accountability is a good thing, can help you to stay dedicated to something. The second benefit is it can help you to feel calmer. There's less pressure. If you don't think you have to get it right straight away or today, you can give yourself some grace and say, I can take some time on this. It helps you to feel calmer and less pressure. A wonderful quote from Buddhist monk Machi Ricard, he says, well, we, we don't argue with how long it would take to get a really good at a skill or obtain a, a degree. So why do we expect ourselves to be happy people and successful people and good people straight away? It's a really good point. So you go easy on yourself, yeah? Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Think longer term, allow yourself to have a bit more time. The third one is it can help you to raise your standards. If you know you're committed to a project that is 10 years, 50 years, three generations, in the making it's going to take that long and it's going to be worth that much effort, it makes you really want to build and create something of high value. If you know you're just doing something for six weeks and then, yeah, whatever, on to the next thing, are you really going to do it to the highest standard? Maybe. But if it's something that's going to outlive you, if you're making something, a device or a product, a relationship, a system that can outlive you, it makes you think, I want to make something really good here. It's going to be around for a while. And the fourth one is it can make your days meaningful. If we just think short-term short-term gratification, I want this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that. We don't really know where it's adding up to. It can make things feel very meaningless, very kind of like, yeah, what's the point? I remember when I worked in a supermarket, and I had to do put out all the items on the shelves from the trolleys, and I knew it was really stressful and really difficult, but if I wasn't there, somebody else was going to do it for me. It wasn't adding up to anything. It was just repeat the same thing every day. It wasn't meaningful. That's very painful to know that you can work hard and be stressed and it's not going anywhere. But if it was adding up to something longer term, it would have made it more meaningful for me. And the fifth one is it opens you up to the possibilities beyond the present moment. If you're in the present moment, that's great. But what if your present moment sucks? <laughs> what if you're in pain? What if things aren't going well? Well, if you say, or well, long term, I'm sure things might work out. I'm sure it can improve. I'm sure somebody can help me. I'm sure I can find a solution. Maybe not tonight, maybe not tomorrow, but I believe that the future can be better than the past. It helps you to feel a sense of hope and that you're open to possibilities. You don't need to see the whole staircase, as Martin Luther King Jr. said. You just take that first step and know that it could add up to something because people say, oh no, it won't happen that way. Nobody knows tomorrow. Nobody. If anybody tries to step in your dreams and say, well, you don't know it's going to work out like that, you can say, well, neither do you. <laughs> I'm going to give it a try. So that's why you should make the effort. And all of those things can be applied to your people, your team, the people that work with you and for you. Yeah, you can make them feel dedicated to something. You can help them to feel calmer. You can help them to raise their standards, help them to feel their work is meaningful. Help them to be open to possibilities they can't even see yet. My favorite motivational speaker, Les Brown, he says, and I told somebody this today, when you can't see it, sometimes you've got to believe in somebody else's belief in you before your belief kicks in. If you're a loving leader thinking long-term for yourself and for your people and your business, that's what you're doing. 
you're painting the picture, you're opening them up to what is possible long term. But it's not easy, is it? And we all need food for the journey. We need books, we need podcasts, we need courses, we need support teams, we need people around us and ways to feed this ability because it's not easy. So the first book I recommend is to open you up to thinking, you know, in months, into years, into decades, into generations, hundreds, thousands, millions of years. There's a book called A Short History of Everything by Bill Bryson. And I love it. It's very witty, it's very concise, and it just charts the history of the whole universe from conception right up till pretty much today. And it's very scientific and it's just brilliant and it helps helped me to keep perspective and say, wow, even if I live 100 years, that's nothing in the face of the long-term history and the future of this universe. And if you ever get overwhelmed by problems, just read it. It can tell you where you've come from. It might help you to know where you're going. That's a good one. The second one, which is completely different, but helped me as well, is The Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. It's a very famous Eastern book. And it's so good because it opens a way beyond thinking in just time and short term and, you know, what's the latest fashion trend and all that stuff. It talks about the Tao, which it says is older than God. I mean, that's get your head around that, right? So those two, in very different ways, can open you up into longer term thinking, going beyond seconds, minutes, hours, today, next week, into thinking bigger, thinking long term, yeah? Your grandchildren's grandchildren, that kind of thinking. So how do you actually do that? Because that might come not very naturally, not very easily to you. You might think, I can't even think about next week. Well, I got you. Here's six ways to try. The first one is to think about your life as in like a mission. How old do you want to be when the mission's accomplished? What's a cause that you're dedicated to? So for me, it's to do as much good as I can. And that's it. <laughs> and then I can die. I do that by helping people to learn and grow and develop themselves. That's it. That's the mission. I'm in. How long does it take? As long as it takes. As long as you'll give me. Yeah, the longer the better. It's a mission. It's something bigger than just the job. You know, I don't even have a job anymore. It's a powerful thing. If you don't know what a mission is, or your mission, that's okay. Just start with what you love and just do that for a while. Everything will come from there. Second one, this is a really key one. It's not easy, this, to think long-term. Learn to ignore distractions and protect your attention, your focus. A lot of stuff is just white noise. It's just smoke and mirrors. It's stuff you've already seen before online, the media, same stories, yeah. If you really want to embrace thinking long-term, just see these things for what they are. The latest scandal in the newspaper, there'll be another one in five weeks. Yeah, that way of thinking, just thinking, will this matter in 500 years? No. So why does it matter now? Starting to challenge that. It's quite scary and sinister if you think about it. Some businesses, they just want your attention all the time. They don't want to give you something of value. They just want your data. They want your attention. Certain businesses, I'm sure you can think of. you got to protect it. you got to protect your attention, your focus. Your attention, your focus is everything. Have you ever been in a situation with your family not really paying attention? It's like you're not even there. But then have you been with one with your family where you're fully there in that moment? Oh, it's so much different, isn't it? So thinking long-term is about going beyond distractions and flashing lights. The third way is to think in terms of years. So five years, 10 years, 50 years, 100 years. So just take something and think, what's it going to be like in five years? 50 years, 100 years. It's a really good way. A lot of people use that to say, will this matter in five, 10, 100 years, 50 years? If it does, then great. If it will matter, then crack on. But if it won't, 
could you maybe let it go? How are you feeling right now? Will that really... Can you remember how you felt five years ago, three days ago? Really? For me, no. (laughs) It can really help. It's just a way of saying, let it go. When you think about it in those long-term ways, you can let it go. It's really cool. It really helps a lot. The fourth way is to consider, and I kind of alluded to this with Bill Bryson, the short history of everything, consider the sheer age of the universe. Yeah, Depending on the latest things, it's billions of years old. It's like 14 billion, 16 billion years old. We're never even going to be a thousand years old, let alone a billion. You look at the earth and where it came from, it's absolutely beautiful. And the fact there's life, where there might not have been if conditions mean even slightly different. And then thinking about where's the universe going to go, how is the star, our sun, going to get hotter and older? And what's going to happen? Just Google those things. It can get a bit scary sometimes. When you think, well, I won't really be around to see it. But just consider the age of the universe. The easiest way to do that, just go out into nature. Look at a tree. Look at a cliff. Yeah. Look at a beach. Look at something. Look at a bird. I think birds, birds are older than us. Those small mammals after they're dinosaurs. They're older than us. And just consider that. And just take some time to sink into that stream of time and life and think, wow, well, what am I in, in relation to that? And sometimes it can be overwhelming if you think, I'm so small in comparison, but don't worry about that. Size and age, they don't come into it. It's more the fact that we're here in this beautiful stream of time and life. You get to be here. It's taken life billions of years to evolve to make you sat here listening to that. Oh, that's special. It's so special. So that's a really good one to open you up to that long, long, long term thinking. The fifth way is to, I love this, it's to be open to the possibilities of the present moment, but also willing to move beyond it if needs be. So I use a phrase when I get to know new people, I say, it's like opening a door. And I mentioned it before, you open a door. There's a door that was closed between me and you, and now I've opened it, and things can come through. So in the present moment, anything can happen. It's quite beautiful, as long as you don't close that door. And you might want to stay open to that. Or, if your present moment is really bad, as long as that door's open, you have the potential and the possibility that something good can come through the door. How do you keep the door open? You keep good relationships with people. You look after yourself. You keep learning. You keep your antennae up and focused and looking out not just within be open to things open to change saying yeah i'm willing to try some stuff and that just keeps the door open keeps it open in the present moment and then those present moments can add up to your future moments so it's a lovely one to stay in the present moment but also look towards the future so for example you might say this that i'm doing right now is really meaningful and it adds up because it's going to help improve my future i don't know how but i know it is Every time I learn something from this podcast, I'm going to put it into practice. That's going to improve my life, my family's life. Where can that end up? I don't know. That kind of long-term thinking. So keep the door open. The door is closed when we think we know everything. The door is closed when we barricade ourselves off from other people. The door is closed when we think, oh, it's all over. I think things are never going to improve. It's never the case. Never the case, yeah. I think evolution isn't finished yet. We're part of this beautiful story of life. It's not finished yet. Think long term. And the final one is a very, very practical way 
you might say, well, that's all good, Mike, but what about, you know, how do I actually wean myself off this sense of entitlement which I've got from the internet, you know? Delay gratification. Practice delaying your gratification. Instant gratification is one of the worst things that we can have. Because think about it. You want it right now, okay? So how much do you want of it? How often? All the time? Again, let's go back to my friend Matthew Riccardi. He sums it up so well with chocolate cake. And he says, okay, you want a slice of, slice of chocolate cake? Have it. First one, great. Love it. The second one, well, I'm getting a bit full. By the third one, we're disgusted. After the fourth or fifth piece, we've never seen another piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> but if we can delay that gratification so we get it after doing something, not only can we achieve or help somebody or do something good, the satisfaction is really what we're enjoying. So it's very, really simple, really simple. Something you need to have done, you only have something to look forward to afterwards. That is what it is. You're delaying the gratification saying, yeah, I know I could do this straight away, but I'm gonna wait until after I've done this, after I've done this, and you build it like a muscle, like a memory, like a habit, like a routine. Delay gratification. I remember I first did this during my GCSEs 21 years ago, wow. And I was studying for my GCSEs and said, yep, I'm gonna have a really good summer to look forward to after I've studied, after I've done this. I am in work mode until the summer. And I was so proud of myself when the when the effort came to fruition and not only with my grades, but the fact that I was like, I dedicated myself to something there. So guess what? I enjoyed the summer and I repeated that at college, university, etc., etc. You can do the same. Yeah. It takes bravery to step outside of instantaneous gratification short term and think long term. I'm only doing this after I've been to the gym. I'm only doing this after I've said um, a good night story to my little boy, reading him a bedtime story. I'm only doing this after we've hit this number in our business. Delay the gratification and that makes you think about the longer term picture. It does. And where all these goodies kind of sit in the bigger picture. It's a really, really good one. It's a very practical thing. Delay gratification practice. If you've never done it before, try, really try it. So I hope you found that helpful in hopefully telling you the benefits of why we should be brave and step outside of short term and embrace the long term. You've got some book suggestions you can check out to do that in different ways, whatever suits you, the kind of reading material you like. And I've given you six ways that you can practice thinking and applying that thinking for the long term. And guess what? Everything you're doing here today, it works with your team, it works with your people, it works with your family. Whether it's thinking ahead 500 years, 500 years? Could your business be helping the planet for the next 500 years? As a brain teaser. And the final one, you know, that delaying gratification. It's a really powerful way to take everything we've learned to put it into a simple action. How do I get better at thinking long-term? Delay gratification. So until we talk again, just pick something from today. One of the six, one of the benefits. Maybe pass it on to somebody else. Try it. Can you delay gratification this week? <laughs> Try it out. And if you've, even if you can't, just know that right now, Someone, somewhere, loves you just as you are, very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon. So today's random positive fact, a little bit different, and it's something that I want you to embrace when it comes to what's called asset zero. So I got this from Daniel Priestley. He says, your ability to create assets is your, one of your greatest gifts as a business owner, as a leader. And I'd say that you can marry that up with loving kindness, as I call the unlimited heart. 
every asset I've created, including this podcast, that's been worthy of something and that's resonated with people and helped them has come from the love I have for them. So if you take the time to cultivate love in your heart for people, you'll create better solutions, you'll have better relationships. It really is a fact, and I can say this after five years of living it. Cultivate love in your heart towards people. Like Daniel says about building assets, you can create loving things for them. Try it out.